Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. This morning, the title of my message is Keep Moving Forward. Uh, as I was talking and introduced myself, Pastor Eric, youth pastor, and my wife, Holly. Uh, you know, we've been coming here for a long time, uh, since, well, I've been here since 2005, since we've been here, since even longer. Uh, we've seen a lot and uh, done a lot here in this church. We've seen ups and downs and uh, the roller coasters. And uh, I can happily say as well as your treasurer that we are on a good place. Uh, you know, honestly, just to, to give a little bit of a blessing. Uh, in June, you know, we always talk about the end of the year, but in June was the first time I would say we ended completely in the black without worrying about the strawberry crust or something else in years, honestly. Years. So, yes, that is something that, you know, we have, we have been a church that has had to rely a lot on the strawberry crust um, because of economy and things that have happened. And, um, it is great when I look at those numbers and I see at the end a black number. I am so excited <laughs> for those instances, so um, thank you for giving. So the title of the sermon is Keep Moving Forward because we're not called to stay idle. Okay. Or even worse, we're not called to move backwards. We're called to press towards the goal of being more and more like Christ. Um, Pastor Kyle, for the past couple weeks, talked about being different. You know, how we are called to be different when we aren't called to be the same. Uh, and I'm sure, like many of us, sometimes we don't feel different from the world. We don't feel like we really are set apart or different. We just feel like we fit in maybe we're a little bit different. We get a little uncomfortable at times, but we don't really feel like we're completely separate from the world. Uh, I know he gave the illustration that we try to balance between being in the world and not. And honestly, if, if we were to really retrospect as a, as a culture... You know, the church has always stayed just a few steps back behind uh, what current day culture believes in. Like, if you were to ask your grandparents what was okay for them to do, it would be a lot different than what's okay for you to do as a Christian. You know, I, my mom would always talk about, you know, she wasn't allowed to go to movies or, you know, go see certain things. And it's like, I would have no problem, you know, going to the movies with my kid. And, you know, obviously there's certain age restrictions I would stay away from, but... You know, we allowed, we've allowed ourselves over time, you know, as culture has dipped, we've also dipped, but we've dipped just enough back behind them to where we still feel set apart. Like we're not the way that we used to be, you know? So God's calling us to more. God's calling us to really truly be set apart. And when you don't feel different, you have to really evaluate why. Why don't I feel different? Why do I feel like I'm just basically dabbing my feet in the water of the world and I'm just still also trying to be relatable to the church. And really a lot of that is because you don't see the Holy Spirit working in your life. When you don't feel like you're different from the world and you don't see how you operate in a place and you don't live in a place that's different from the world operates, it's because the Holy Spirit isn't operating. And the Holy Spirit is meant to help guide and direct and keep us at a place that says, I'm different. I'm called to be different. I have Christ living in me. Christ is guiding me and directing me. So, you know what? I am not like them because they don't have the presence of the Lord living in them. I am called to be different. And maybe that gap, that feeling of the Holy Spirit isn't working is because of choices you've made. 
You've allowed yourself to kind of separate yourself from the Holy Spirit by saying, you know what, Holy Spirit, you told me not to do this, but I decided to do it anyway, and, and now I've separated from you a little bit. And then the very next time a choice came up, it was a little bit easier to separate even further from the Holy Spirit because now you've already created this wedge, so it's a little bit easier to not hear the Holy Spirit because he's a little bit further behind now. So I just take that next step, and that next step, and that next step until I realize I don't even hear the Holy Spirit anymore. I don't hear what he's trying to tell me to do, where he's trying to guide me, where he's trying to direct me, where he's avoiding, telling me, don't do this, do that. So we've allowed ourselves to build a gap, and we're not seeing ourselves different, and we're not allowing ourselves to move forward because we don't have the Holy Spirit guiding us. So this morning, the key moving forward is allowing the Holy Spirit to move and direct you to move forward with him. You know, hopefully as a Pentecostal church, which if you didn't know you're in a Pentecostal church, so if that offends you, please get up and leave. Um, stick, around, stick around. Stick around. Uh, but we, we believe in the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank God it was for you. I didn't want to have to say it. I didn't want to have to ask for the amen. Thank God we still have something to believe in. Amen. So when we don't find that we're moving, you have to ask, are you cultivating that relationship with the Holy Spirit? Are you reaching out? Are you getting into the Word? Are you praying? Are you building up that relationship? You know, we have friendships that we allow to just go forever without connecting. And yeah, some of them you can, you can still step into like it was just yesterday. But there are friendships that you have to build upon. And you have to connect with. And you have to get to a place where you know one another. Where you truly can have that gap of time. But... With the Holy Spirit, it's a continuous growth because we're never there. None of us have made it. There's not a single saint in this house that is perfect. A lot of you, more of you said amen to that than the Holy Spirit, but that's good. You, at least you know you're not perfect. Amen. So who is this Holy Spirit? Who is this individual? I'm going to read a verse, John chapter 14, verse 26. And uh, I'm going to be reading the verse that's out of the Amplified Bible because I like the extra descriptions of the Holy Spirit. Uh, so, John 14, verse 26. I'll give you a second if you want to get there. Alright, John 14, verse 26 says, But the Helper... And then in the Amplified, it also includes comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, and standby. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, and then it includes in my place to represent me and act on my behalf, will teach you all things and will help you remember everything that I have told you. The Holy Spirit does a lot if you allow him. And I don't know if you've noticed, but... In 2020, we need a lot of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There is a whole lot happening at every angle and every juncture that if we don't have the presence of God directing us and helping us to walk in the direction that he has called us to do, there are a lot of snares that the devil has set up this year to trip up a believer, to cause us to stumble and fall, to cause us to bicker with one another on social media, to cause us to get angry about something like this. You know, that we got to fight about things that aren't meant to be fought about, that there are much bigger things to worry about. But if we don't have the Holy Spirit guiding us and saying, you know what, this isn't the time, this isn't the 
place, it's your brother or sister, we can find ourselves getting trapped in the world's issues. And the world's issues aren't our issues. We are called to a higher place. We are in this world, but we are not of it. We are called to be better, to rise above. Because we've been presented with a lot of fear and issues in the last four months. Four months is like, man, if you think back to January, you were like, 2020? That's, that's perfect, clear vision. That means we have a great vision. The, the God's in the mood and do mighty things because of vision, 2020, and all this stuff. All so exciting. And you probably went back to your Facebook and you looked at what you said in January. You're like, none of that is happening. Matter of fact, I think my vision got worse. I'm not seeing things nearly as well as I did in 2019. We've been presented with a lot of fear. A lot of issues. The interesting thing is we can find 365 variations of the term fear not in the Bible. In some way, shape, or form, do not fear, fear not, whatever. We can find 365 variations, which lets me know we have daily reminders set before us to not fear. That every day, God has a verse for you. You can pick any day of the year, pick it out and say, God is telling me not to fear today. God is telling me not to get caught up in what's happening around me, but to be an agent of change, to move forward, to drive people away from fear. Because you know what? We weren't given a spirit of fear. I don't know if you realize, but in the description of what I read of the Holy Spirit, none of it said that it was he's a fear keeper. It never said that he's the one that invokes fear. Fear is from the enemy. Fear is not of God. We were given the Holy Spirit. That's what we were given. And nothing about him is fear. So what is he about? As the verse is saying, you know the Holy Spirit is a comforter. A comforter is one who administers comfort or consolation. One who strengthens and supports the mind in distress or danger. Listen, if you're finding yourself fearful, if you're finding yourself stressed out, losing your mind, you just overly worrisome, then you need to tap into the comfort. Because there is a comfort that wants to ease your mind, that wants you to see past what the world, the media, whatever wants to present in front of you, and he wants you to see the bigger picture. There is a comfort that wants to ease your stress and your worry and your fear. So we move forward by tapping in. We move forward by saying, Holy Spirit, guide me, direct me, help me to see what you see. We also know that the Holy Spirit, he is an advocate, which means that he, was, he will plead in favor of, to defend by argument, before a tribunal to support or vindicate. The Holy Spirit will defend you. The devil wants nothing more than to tear you down. He wants to remind you of your past mistakes, your regrets, your fears. He wants you to look at it and say, I am worth nothing. And the Holy Spirit wants to stand in there and say, devil, no, you are a liar. They are fearfully and wonderfully made. They are blessed and highly favored. They are a child of the Most High God. They do not have to believe the lies that you have presented. 
You know, a, a couple weeks ago in youth, we did a, a message about um, chiseling, how God wants to chisel things off of you and, and help you to uh, be shaped and molded more into the likeness of Jesus Christ. And, uh, we used a little skit, guys. Thank you, maybe you've never seen it before. It's a long video about chiseling and all that kind of stuff. It's a great video. Uh, but in the video, the guy says that, you know, when he looks in the mirror, he sees just somebody that's worthless and has no value. And God is trying to tell him, no, you are my workmanship. You are my masterpiece. And I'm just trying to shape you more and more into that and chip away the things that you've added into your life. And, you know, at the end, I asked the youth, you know, head bowed, eyes closed, you know, how many of you feel that way, that, that you're worthless, or that, you know, you don't meet up to the expectations of your parents or the world, or, or you don't feel like you're living the life that God's maybe called you to? Can I say at least half of those kids raise their hands? And if we were honest in the house, and I was to do the same kind of questions and say, hey, how many of you feel like you're living up to the expectations that your parents set before you, or, or you're living up to the expectations you feel like God has called you to. Do you look in the mirror and you see somebody that's blessed and highly favored? Do you see someone that's been vindicated of sin? Or do you see what the world and what the devil is trying to show you? Probably a good amount of you would agree. And say, yeah, you know what? It's hard for me to look in the mirror and see that blessed and highly favored person. It's hard for me to see the good graces that the Lord has blessed me with. You don't have to be fearful. You don't have to be stressed. You don't have to worry. You just have to tap into the comfort. And you don't have to be torn down or wonder what in the world are you doing. You need to look to the advocate. When your mind is trapped and you're thinking about the past, the Holy Spirit wants to come forward and Present to you the good things that God has done in your life. He wants you to see where you've come from, where you're at today, and where he wants to take you to. I was telling Ryan, we used the song, I like it. There's an old song that says, look what the Lord has done. He's healed my body. He's touched my mind. He saved me. Just in time. Yes, I did. I wouldn't sing it. I'm not, I'm not Pastor Kyle. I don't have that anointing. But... That's the song I love. I mean, I remember in youth, we used to play it, and we used to do it, a silly little dance with it, and stuff like that. Nothing that youth will do today. <laughs> Getting them to worship is like pulling teeth, let me tell you. Pray for your kids. Um, but when the devil wants you to see the issues, the Holy Spirit wants you to see what the Lord has done, where he's taking you from, the healings he's presented. There's a lot of people in here that have been healed, that have been blessed and touched by the Lord, that have blessings that they can pour out. If you don't see it, ask somebody else. They can present it to you. When you doubt what the Lord has done in your life, look what he's done for somebody else and say, if it can happen for them, it can happen for me. Because I'm no different. You know, that, that is my secret sauce to work, by the way. When I'm at work and I'm presenting with a new issue, I look around and I look at people and I'm like, well, that don't even do it. I can do it. So, hey. So if the Lord will bless that simple me, then guess what? He'll take care of you too. That person that was once tore up and lost and, and just didn't even know their head and their butt, guess what? The Lord took care of them and he will take care of you too. So look what he's done. Even if it's not in your life, if it's 
than somebody else's. The Holy Spirit is an intercessor. He's a mediator, one who interposes between parties with a view to reconciling them, one who pleads in behalf of another. When we pray, the Holy Spirit intercedes on our behalf before God. When we don't feel like we're being heard and we are tore up about something in our life and we're praying about a family member or an illness or whatever it is, a situation with, with a household, when you have that Holy Spirit built up in your life, He goes before the, the Father and says, listen to your child. Listen to what is being called out. Answer. Bless them. God knows the desires of your heart because the Holy Spirit dwells in your heart. And the Holy Spirit reveals what your heart's desire is. When us crazy Pentecostals speak in tongues, you know, those very weird occasions where we don't even know what in the world is coming out of our mouth, we're not speaking something that we know. We're speaking what the Holy Spirit knows. And we're speaking on behalf. He's speaking on our behalf, coming out of our mouth and crying out to God for things that we can't even proclaim. He's trying to get it out for us. When you have the Holy Spirit, and especially when you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, He will proclaim things out of you that you can't get out yourself. When you can't even feel it, you're just like, I can't get this out. I don't even know what is wrong. The Holy Spirit knows. And the Holy Spirit will intercede on your behalf. But what about... When you're not seeing that comfort, what about when you're not seeing that advocate or that intercessor working in your life? What do you do? I don't see it. I'm tore up. I feel like I'm less than, than what other people think. I, I see all these people at church and they look like they got it all together, that they're blessed and happy favorite, and I don't see it. I see people living certain ways and I'm not living that way, so... What's wrong with me? I'm coming into church shackled and chained and they look like they got freedom. What's wrong with me? You see, there's an important aspect in the Bible that when you have the Holy Spirit, we're called not to breathe the Holy Spirit. We are called to not cause the Holy Spirit to be grieved by our actions. You see, your body is the temple. Your body is called to be blessed. Your body is called to be in the lighthouse of the Holy Spirit. And when we find ourselves caught up in the world, and we find ourselves doing things of the world and not following the direction of the comforter, of the intercessor, of the advocate, we create that separation. And even though the Holy Spirit is still crying out, even though the Holy Spirit is trying desperately to get to you, He can't. And every bit of that pain, every bit of those issues grieve him. Everything that we do pains the Holy Spirit when it separates us. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 30 through 32 says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger. Brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, 
Just as in Christ, God forgave you. We cause ourselves through sin, through anger and bitterness and rage and brawling and slander and every form of malice to cause a separation between us and the Holy Spirit. You see, you know, in the skit we had, one of the youth was, was disappointed something had happened in their life and, and they were sad and the Holy Spirit was with them trying to guide them and trying to direct them and trying to point them to the Word and, and through their pain, they allowed the devil to have a foothold. The demon was able to come up and present things to them to separate them from the Holy Spirit. And in every aspect of that walk with the demon, the Holy Spirit was being grieved, was being pained by what was seeing happen to the child that it knew. And it wasn't until that individual hit rock bottom and said, I've had enough of the weight of the sin and all the issues coming upon me, that he was able to say enough is enough, that he could finally hear the call of the Holy Spirit to come upon him and beckon him back. Every time we sin, we get further and further away from God, and it gets harder and harder to hear His still small voice. Don't give the devil a foothold. He wants to use your pain, your suffering, whatever you're going through, as a reason to say, you know what? God doesn't care. God's not listening. He's not doing what He said He would do. The devil is a liar and wants to create that separation. He wants to use your weakness to cause a break between you and the Holy Spirit. Everyone expects God to just be this loud, thunderous voice that just calls out and just beckons and says, you know, stop what you're doing and listen to me. But even as Elijah saw, that's not how God operates. That when you expect the big and the mighty and just these miraculous things to happen, God just lightly calls, I love you. Stop doing what you're doing. I love you. And unfortunately, it isn't until many hit rock bottom that their heart is at a place where they can plead back and find peace at that moment. That you're able to actually hear that the Holy Spirit has been calling you the whole time. He never stopped calling. He never stopped beckoning. He never stopped. You know, it says Jesus stands at the door and knocks. You ever been in the back of your house and you never heard somebody knocking at your door? You're like, oh, I didn't even know you were there. That's what happens when we sin. It's like Jesus is there knocking at the door and we're way out back. Living in our sin, we don't hear Jesus knocking on the door. We don't know that he's trying to get in. The Holy Spirit wants to bring us back. He wants to help us move forward. He wants to bring us back in communion with the Holy Spirit and with the Father. Can I tell you today, you don't have to hit rock bottom to come back to the Father. It doesn't take getting to the depth of being lost to finally hear the word of the Holy Spirit. And can I also tell you, you don't have to be a wretched heathen to have lost your way a little bit. Amen. Because right. a lot of us get all caught up in the titles and who we are and how long I've been in church and do you know who my mother is or my father is and there's no way I can allow separation between me and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Many a times have I found myself wondering where is the Holy Spirit? When am I going to hear what He has for me? You don't have to be living with addiction to drugs, alcohol, pornography, whatever, to have lost your way. You don't have to be so far gone. 
You know, I have a nephew. Uh, his name is Wesley. So not, I'm not going to cry about it. It's like I swear I'm not going to do it. All right, so uh, he's 31 years old. And uh, today he finds himself at Loving Hands Ministry. You guys uh, may, may know them. They've come to our church a few times. They are a ministry that takes uh, individuals that are addicted to drugs, alcohol, and they take them onto their premises and they remove them from the world for two years. For two years, you separate yourself from everybody, your family. You don't have your phone. You, if you want to talk to somebody, you hand write a letter. And they do work on property. And it allows them the time to grow in Christ and to separate themselves from the world. I listen. He, he, you know, they travel around to different churches and they talk. I think Loving Hands will be here in a few weeks, but I don't think it's his location will be here. But he did his testimony at a church a few weeks ago, and I got to listen to it. And um, you know, he dealt with seven years of an addiction to methamphetamines in jail multiple times, and. What amazed me was the fact that the very last time that he was in jail, he said he was trying to, to break away, but he kept hearing voices and things causing issues. And, and when he got put in prison right before going to uh, Loving Hands, he called it a hidden blessing. That going to jail was a hidden blessing because it allowed him at least a two-month break from that life. From those connections, from those people, from those drugs, it gave me a chance to break free and to really reconcile what he wanted to do. There's a, a picture of him there. He's uh, been in loving hands, I would say, for like 11 months now. He got saved. He got baptized. This is a picture of him getting baptized in the Manatee River. Uh, we were able to go and witness it. And it's amazing, the transformation. Before, you know, that moment, he was a very scrawny Hard to understand, mumbling, a lot of issues in his life. When I saw him that day, I couldn't even believe. You know, it's, it's hard to believe what people can do with the Holy Spirit. When they say, you know, enough is enough, I'm tired of it. Can I let you know that you are not too young to lose it all? And you are not too old to get it all back. I don't care where you're at in your walk, in your journey. You're not too connected with God to trip and fall and to find yourself lost in your way. And you're not too old to say, you know what, I've gone too far. I can't get back to the Father. I can't get back to the way I used to. Yes, you can. Today is the day. Yeah. It's not tomorrow. It's not next week. It is at what point are you tired of being stuck in your ways? At what point do you say, I am tired of the rut that I am in? You know, a rut can be pretty, pretty, pretty slim, pretty shallow, and a rut can be pretty deep. But in both cases, it's a rut. And you're stuck doing something that God doesn't want you to do. Maybe you find comfort in alcohol and God is saying, you know what, it's time to put that crap away. Maybe it's cigarettes, maybe it's gossip, maybe it's cursing. And God is saying, you know what, stop it, child of God. Maybe it's deeper than that. Maybe there is a deep-rooted sin with 
with drugs or depression or, or pornography. And God's just saying, stop it. Stop looking at these things and look to me. Come back because God's wanting you to move forward. God doesn't want you to stay where you're at. Complacency is moving backwards. Even though you think, you know what? I'm fine because I'm not doing these things. I'm just not moving forward. But sitting still is the same thing as going backwards. God is looking to change you, to move you, to shape you, to mold you. That verse says that, that God has created you and that God is doing the work in you and that you will continue that work until Christ returns. That he who began a good work is going to continue. That means none of us are finished products. None of us are complete. We all have something God wants to work on. You know, whenever I look at that verse, I like to think about construction and I like to think about a house. And that when we get saved, the foundation is laid. Concrete slab was laid. It's foundation of salvation in Jesus Christ. But you know what? You wouldn't just live on a slab of foundation. You want walls. You want a roof. And at some point, you want some comfort. You want a bed to sleep on. You want some things to deal with. You would like some AC if you live in Florida. All of those things come through growing in Christ. The Holy Spirit helps you with building the walls, with setting up the roof, with putting all those things in your house. And there may be things separating you from getting to completion, to getting to the place that God has called you to get. And he's saying, listen to me. Listen to what I'm telling you is stopping you from moving forward. Put it down and let's go. I know if my nephew was here this morning, I would know he would wish it didn't have to come to that. That it wouldn't have to come to seven years of an addiction, being in prison, and then realizing, okay, you know what, I can't do this on my own, and separating himself from two years from his family. Can you imagine being at a place right now, just think about it, that you would be better off two years separated from your family. I couldn't even imagine being in a place like that. Where I said, you know what? It would be better for me to leave my wife and kids at home and go live on this place where I can be separated from the world because that's how far gone I am. That's a hard place to be at. And call up the worship team if they can come back. But I'm proud of him because he recognized it. I'm proud of him because he realized there's more for me. I'm 30, he was 30, I believe, when he started. Yeah, 30 when he started, he turned 31 in March. I just couldn't imagine trying to start over at 30. I'm 36. I know I look 26, thank you. But it's the it's the slim model. Uh, but I just couldn't imagine my life just trying to start over. But you know what? He wasn't too old to get it back. He wasn't too young to lose it all. Family issues caused separation. You know, he had a pretty awesome uncle, and that didn't help him. He still found himself there. But you know what? There are hidden blessings. 
Everywhere we look, there's hidden blessings. Some situation that causes us to, you know, stop and reevaluate where we're at. They said, you know what? I really do need to separate myself. I really hope that this morning that this message is a hidden blessing. I hope that it's causing everybody to just reevaluate where am I at? What is it that God is calling me to break away from so that I can move forward with him? Because he's got somewhere else to take me. Somewhere else for me to go to motivate somebody, to bless somebody, to take care of somebody, to learn more, to get more out of his word. And you know what? When the world wants you to feel worthless, when it wants you to feel like you just mean nothing. Child, all you gotta do is just look inside of you. And know that the Father loves you greatly. Know that he wants nothing but the best for you. Wants you to move with him. So I just want to ask you: Have you had enough? With whatever it is, have you had enough? Because if not, you can just continue carrying. You know, the youth member had a backpack on that was representing the sin that was being perceived, and just kept weighing them down. And eventually, you're going to meet your breaking point. tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.